0: Gridlock in Washington, there's plenty of blame to go around. We'll talk about that in this edition of TuneIn. To- Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Here's your host, Representative Rick Crawford. And we are back for another edition of TuneIn. I am your host and your representative, Rick Crawford, and we are glad you could join us for another edition. Um, I want to give you a little bit of a breakdown on what's taken place in Congress just to kind of give you an idea, at least from our perspective, where um, some of this dysfunction may lie. First off, let's you know we need to establish a baseline, sort of that that basic heartbeat level of function that should be maintained, but hasn't been. And I know, I'm not sure it's going to happen this year. And we were certainly hopeful that that would happen with a new speaker and um, you know, sort of you know, kind of a almost a reset uh, from last fall. Unfortunately, that just hasn't taken place. Let me give you an example of, of at least my level of frustration. Um, the first and second House joint resolution introduced by uh, Bob Goodlatte, introduced in this Congress, it was in January uh, of last year, both proposed a balanced budget amendment to the Constitution. Now, you know that I am an ardent supporter of a balanced budget amendment. The first version has 89 co-sponsors. The second version has 109. So the question is, why haven't those been brought up for a vote? Those are very, very important, and that's the action necessary for me to get behind supporting budgets. As you know, I don't vote for budgets, and this is the reason. There is no fundamental underlying mechanism to enforce budgets. They are non-binding, non-statutory resolutions unless and until we pass a balanced budget amendment or a spending limitation amendment to the Constitution. We've had two opportunities, a lot of co-sponsors, and still no vote on that. Another example, H.R. 24, the Federal Reserve Transparency Act, introduced by Thomas Massey of Kentucky, has 198 co-sponsors. That's roughly 46% of the total House of Representatives um, that's co-sponsored the bill hasn't been brought up for a a vote. Or uh, how about this one, Uh, H.R. 2646, Families and Mental Health Crisis Act introduced last summer by Tim Murphy has 187 co-sponsors, bipartisan co-sponsors at that. Still no vote on that. It's not been to the floor. The last time all 12 appropriations bills actually were passed appropriately was 1994. So... uh, this is not necessarily a new phenomenon. Uh, that's no excuse. It's just that's the reality that we're living in. Um, and again, I mentioned before, you know, we're going to make an attempt at passing all 12 appropriations bills. It's not happening this year. I, I think we've, we were all skeptical of that, but hopeful that maybe, you know, with a new speaker and, and sort of a, you know, a, a fresh start that that might actually materialize. It hasn't materialized. Last week, we talked about uh, conservative principles in action, walking the walk, not just talking the talk. And, you know, as we're seeing right now at the highest levels, there's a lot of talk, but the action doesn't necessarily match up. And so that's what frustrates so many of us. Um, so here we are again. Last year, we had the year end omnibus bill. Uh, as you know, I typically don't vote for omnibus spending bills. I've I think I've outlined the reasons why in the past we're on track to do that again this year. Um, Expect more of the same and expect me to vote against it unless um, something earth-shaking happens. I can't imagine what it would be because I I just don't see anything good coming out of these omnibus spending bills as a last-minute, you know, last-ditch effort to keep things functioning. So there's where we are, Uh, you know. I'm, I'm doing this as a matter of course to be more candid with you. Um, I know we're going to get some calls, we're going to get some emails, and we're going to have some comments on, um, on Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that. That's what the comments block is for. I certainly want your feedback and certainly invite you to um, tweet your comments to us at tuneinar one at tune in AR1 and encourage you to include your name and hometown so that we can properly attribute your comments. That's what this is about is trying to establish that line of communication with you. So um, you know, yes, by all means send us your comments. I think you know how I feel about this. I'm not trying to hide anything from you. And as I said before, this the whole purpose of why we started this program was to pull the curtain back a little bit. And I think every edition of Tune In has gone a little further in pulling that curtain back just a little more to give you a little more insight into what's going on here in Washington. I hope you find it helpful, and uh, we'll continue this next week. Until then, here's a look at this week's vote check. Thanks for being with us.